Welcome to the HIT Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. I'm going to come to you every Tuesday with what we've affectionately dubbed your weekly hit. So like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. My goal is to be a thoughtful curator of all the things going on in the space and to be worthy of a weekly follow for you. This week's hit is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions. And with all that being said, let's jump right into it. This week's episode hits on, see what I did there? Yet another time-sensitive issue, and that is MHN leaving the EAP space. And if that was too many acronyms for you, I have bad news. This industry is full of them. EAP, or Employee Assistance Programs, those are the incredibly helpful pieces to the benefits portfolio that employers will often add on. We'll unpack those in a moment, but first, the big announcement. MHN has chosen to leave the market in the EAP game. Now, while they apologize and they did issue a statement that this decision was not entered into lightly, it provides us with A, an opportunity to say specifically that MHN is leaving the EAP space, but B, to unpack a little bit further what EAPs are and where employers use them for and get our little weekly chats into that arena. So MHN issued this press release and they said as of June 30th, 2023, they will no longer be in the standalone EAP space. And therefore, if you do happen to be an MHN client, first of all, I hope I'm not the bearer of this news for you because obviously you probably would have wanted to vet and source another vendor. But even if you don't happen to be with MHN in the standalone EAP space, I think this episode's for you because we're going to talk about all things EAP. So super brief overview, EAP or Employee Assistance Program is sort of that work-life balance benefit to where the employer says, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Employee, if something's going on in your life that makes it hard for you to do your work at a level that you would want, we would want, everyone in this equation would want, here's a little benefit for you to turn to, right? So whether that's marital counseling, financial counseling, psychological counseling, substance abuse counseling. This benefit is here for you to have some telephonic access, to have some online resources, and even commonly to have some face-to-face visits as well. Now, generally speaking, even employers that don't purchase a standalone EAP do have a sort of free EAP baked into either their group life insurance policy or their group disability insurance policy can sort of be tethered to either, but those employers will generally at least have some version of an EAP program that they can roll out to the employees. And what's cool about these benefits is that the carriers in the life and disability space are normally outsourcing that, frankly, normally even to ComPsych. But the point is, is that they don't really have the ability to police eligibility or enrollment to it. So for employers that are looking to add extra benefits, especially maybe for lower wage employees or employees that waived other coverage, the carriers will often say, hey, make this available to all your employees, all your team members, and frankly, every member of their household as well. So that's just a little bit of you know eligibility nuance, but these products will often have, as I mentioned, not only the telephonic and the online resources, but also typically like three face-to-face visits per issue, per member of the household. So the EAP can be a really nice benefit. Now, sometimes they have more, they have five or six, but of course, California has to do California things where we have something called Knox Keen and certain EAPs that are not Knox Keen compliant cannot offer more than three sessions in a six month period. 
which is important for you to know if you have employees in California and outside of California, you do wanna make sure that you understand whether or not Knox Keene applies to your EAP because certain other employees might be getting told what the benefit is and what they're actually going to experience, what the carrier, what the vendor can offer might be a little bit different. So we do just wanna make sure we have clarity on that piece as well. Setting aside Knox Keene, setting aside the EAPs that are sort of baked into our life and disability products, there's also some really cool vendors in the standalone EAP space as well that are really worth talking about. And they go beyond your free EAP. And I say free because obviously you bought a life or a disability policy to get it. And that's because sometimes the EAP, although a great benefit, can be a little box checky, right? Where we have it, it's out there. But to be honest with you, statistics show that only about 5% of your employees are ever actually going to use the EAP. Now, I think a big part of this is an education thing, right? So employers have an opportunity, not only at open enrollment, but maybe at other times in the year as well, to communicate about the EAP and get some of that participation up. Because if we're gonna offer the benefits anyways, we might as well make sure that folks have it, need it and use it. And hey, listen, PSA, if you're going through something out there, guys, we really want you to know we care and we have this benefit for you. Because the other main problem with those EAPs is that you don't get any reporting whatsoever. Now, on the one hand, that can be seen as a good thing for employees because you can tell them with a straight face, this is completely confidential. We don't get any data back. But on the other hand, you don't get any data back, right? So it's something to where it'd be nice to know if people were using it, how many people were using it, even on a sort of macro level so that we can identify spaces to have it be more efficient for us and not only be more efficient for us, but allow us to gauge the ROI. So taking it a step further, we have the vendors that operate in the standalone EAP space that provide more robust offerings that might be worth taking a look at, right? Guys like Holman Group, Ally, Magellan, ACI, LifeWorks, CompSych themselves in the standalone space, all of whom have a variety of offerings that you might wanna to talk to your broker or consultant about procuring bids, having finalist meetings and reviewing. And there's good business reasons to explore these benefits as well. Poor well-being is associated with four times more missed days, twice as likely to quit your job, and an additional $3,000 in annual healthcare costs. And that's particularly important if you're self-funded, but either way, that extra money in your healthcare costs for folks that are experiencing poor well-being is really a reason to not only do the right thing to do the right thing, but backing it up for some business reasons as well. And the good news is we know this stuff works. 80% of employees surveyed after using their EAPs report that it was helpful for them and they had signs of improvement. So not only is there the hard dollar costs and things like people leaving their job and replacing people and healthcare costs, but there's even some of the soft dollar stuff that's a little bit harder to wrap your arms around, but the presenteeism, for example, and the effectiveness of employees can really be impacted in a state of poor well-being. And a good EAP program with robust education, and really, honestly, if we can get some of that data and we can drill down, you can start to see your participation percentages going up from 5% in the standard and expected to be in the 20s or the 30s percent of participation for your employees 
because you're getting there before rock bottom, right? Before they really, really need to reach out. You've made the EAP such a part of your culture and so well communicated that people are engaged in lots of stages of, of mental health earlier, right? You can find them coming in as cheap as like just over a dollar per employee per month. Some of them getting up to 10 to $12 per employee per month. But for a good EAP with good data and six to eight face-to-face visits per issue, per member of the household, they should be coming in at four to $6 per employee per month. So it's not a huge hard cost to the employer. And lastly, one thing we want to get done with a good EAP vendor is for them on the intake portion of the relationship to figure out who your insurance carrier is. A lot of issues can maybe be sorted out in that six to eight face-to-face visit limitation, but sometimes we need to transition to ongoing care. And it's really helpful when someone like Magellan, for example, can look at, let's say you have Aetna as well, and they can cross-reference those network of providers. So when the intake person is receiving a phone call from one of your employees, the counselor that they set them up with in the first place also participates in your insurance provider network as well, so that if need be, there's a seamless transition from the EAP benefits, which you're funding and are are free to the employee, to they just have their copay, but they don't need to change their provider. So that's it. A brief overview of what EAPs are, a couple things to look out for if you're looking at the standalone EAP space, information that as of June 30th, MHN is leaving the standalone EAP space, couple nuggets of information and that is all the time we have here on the hit podcast thank you so much join us like subscribe tell a friend and until next week let's make this week the best week yet